Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Okay, welcome everyone. I believe we are on and it is Monday, January 11th. Is that today? Yes, it is. (laughs) Uh, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And, uh, you know, let's see how's the year going so far. I know winter finally hit us and everybody's freaking out, but it is January 11th, which I think is kind of funny. Interesting. Um, yeah. So the mission of Corporate Talk is to make a difference in the world, in our careers and in our life. Maybe not in that order, but right. That's the, that's what we do. That is our mission, yes. Um, okay. So, uh, just got a little, um, off kilter with, uh, some technology issues. Doing fine. And how has your week been? The week is going very well, actually. There's a lot I, going on. You know, January starts out and everybody is just, you know, ready to go. Right? Making big changes. Um, I, Shouldn't ask you this without mm. asking you first, but uh, I shouldn't go. say this without asking you first, but I wanted to congratulate you on your um, appointment as a premier life coach for eWomen, which I think is huge. It's huge. It's a premier success coach, actually, for eWomen Network, and it is an international network, so I'm really looking forward to serving and um, meeting a lot of great women around the country. So I'm, I'm really pumped about it. Yeah, you do a lot of good stuff, um, Eva, and uh, I think we need you. Thank you. Now more than ever. We that need you now part more of than our... ever. Right. <laughs> uh, we have a really cool guest coming on. And um, in one minute or so, uh, we just want to spin a little bit. You know, again, and I say this all the time, We're really proud of our content, and we're really proud of our guests. We have the privilege of meeting 99% of them in person, and today is um, no exception. And I know you have, Eva, a long corporate career. As do you. As do I. And I think I'm looking forward to talking to our guests today, right, because it's always been around, you know, no, no fun. I mean, we always work with fun people. But, you know, the whole atmosphere of corporate has always been nose to the grindstone, right? I mean, remember when we were at City and you found out that, you know, one of us had gone to breakfast, like, for 15 minutes. I mean, it was like the yeah. sky had fallen. Uh, right. right. It seemed to Let be. Let alone have fun. The more miserable you were, the better you felt. The more proud you were. Of right. <laughs> um, and when I, I met um, this company, it was shocking because, you know, they spoke like us. You know, they've been around the block. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, it, they're not weak. Sometimes, you know, the corporate guys where if you want to have fun, it's a sign of weakness. No, I think in the background, everybody tries to have fun, right? Mm-hmm. But yet when you talk about a whole corporate culture, you know, the entire culture, when you talk fun, that's when it kind of tends to go south. So I'm really interested to hear what these guys have to say. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh Let's go cut to the chase, right, and speak to the experts. I believe um, our guest, um, Nick Giannoulis, is known as the godfather of fun, and I would like to introduce him right now to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Nick, are you with us? I am. I am. Thanks for having me on. Excellent. So first, did I screw up the pronunciation of your last name? You got it really close. Like, that's that's good enough. Giannoulis. So you Giannoulis. did a great job. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, and great welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Thanks for being a little bit patient the first few minutes. Um, I have to say, right, when we met, there was like an instant connection because, well, first, you're an East Coast person, um, and um, but our careers are corporate. And when you started to talk about the stuff that you guys are doing as a result of your careers, I'm saying – 
this is it. This is what we need. This is what mm-hmm. every company needs. And we've been sharing it with a lot of HR people as well. So tell us um, what you guys do and maybe also your contact information while we talk. Sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, thanks again for having me on. And, and I do remember that very well at the uh, National Publicity Summit meeting, mm-hmm. the two of you, and having that instant connection and bond. You know, some people get this subject and some people don't, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. um, you, you guys clearly, clearly get it. And um, so a little history maybe, if, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so the, I, I was in that corporate world for many years, and, you know, worked in that work hard, play hard environment. And I was fascinated by the play hard. I knew you had to work hard. You know, that's always part of every success formula. But this company was very successful, um, cl- you know, clearly outperforming all their competitors year after year in a very competitive space. And I thought that the, the differentiator was fun. And I started to really study mm-hmm. it, analyze it and implement it within our company. And we did that for years very successfully. And and at the time, years ago, there wasn't a lot of data that pointed to it, but now there's an overwhelming amount of data that the most successful companies integrate this culture of fun for better business results. So it's not just fluff. You know, it makes really good business sense. And yeah. um, that's what we do. We help companies. We've been delivering fun in the workplace more than, anybody in the world uh so we've got that cool distinction and but but we're really the how-to company so while we're we're glad to talk about the why fun in the workplace because of all the great business results we really concentrate on the the why fun and if you visit our our, our website at uh, morefunatwork.com the www.morefunatwork.com you'll see uh, our mission and what we're what we're all about and the various ways that we do it, we can either bring fun into the workplace for you or we can teach you how to do it with our, our book, Playing It Forward, which is the title of our book and our playbook, and then nationally accredited workshops, speaking engagements, and so forth. Uh, no, I, I agree. I love it. And um, you see, in corporate, the only thing that matters is results, right? Mm-hmm. Only the exactly. results matter. ROI. And and your point that you guys have, or it's like, hello, I know you want to have results. You want to get the results that will hold up over time. Try to loosen up a little bit. Let's, you know, let some stress release that way during the workday. Right. And exactly. so, Nick, when you said that when you originally started incorporating fun into the workplace at where you originally worked, how did you start doing that originally? What, what were some of the things that you brought in a long time ago just to get people to start loosening up? Yeah, good question. So back in the day, you know, and most people can relate to this, it was after hours, it was drinking Mm. with your, you know, your colleagues after work, right? So just, you know, kind of gatherings and sharing stories. But, you know, as the company matured and as we all matured and times changed, right? Everybody, you know, was pressed for time and after work was not so fun anymore. So what we started to do was bring the fun in-house. And this eventually became the model that we use today. So I formed a committee at this company, and we we started to do these brief but consistent things during business hours that were really powerful, you know, just fun little things that, that people really related to and talked about for a long time. We still did the annual holiday party and summer picnic, but we did those on an afternoon at work instead of on a weekend. And... Again, the results just kept getting better and better, better retention, better productivity, better profitability, you know, less work, uh, sick days, all kinds of things that were indicating that this is really working. So then I started to research, geez, are there other companies that might be experiencing these kind of results? And sure enough, there were, you know, so the early pioneers, the Southwest, you know, airlines and, you know, Zappos Mm -hmm. and other companies that most people know and can relate to. And today, when you look across the spectrum, that it's the best performing companies in any vertical market in corporate culture of fun. In fact, you know, Forbes just published that 81% of the top 100 companies report a culture of fun. Yeah, I think that's amazing because um, 
you see it. You know when you're in a workplace that has a really good culture, that has a really fun culture. What it does is it relaxes people and it allows communication to start opening up. And what I liked about what you said is I remember the days when we had a holiday party, right? And the holiday party would typically be on a Friday night. And sometimes spouses in the, in the early days, spouses and significant others were invited. Then later they, you know, stopped inviting the spouses and significant others because of budgetary constraints. And I like when you said that you started incorporating it into the day because then people didn't have to worry about, you know, like you said, all that stuff after work was great when we were all young because I remember when I first started working at Fort Warner, we were all in our 20s, and so going out after work was no big deal. Everybody was single going out. It was a lot of fun. But then as people matured, that changed, but we were all still there. We were just a little bit older and a little bit wiser. And so I like when you start incorporating it into the workplace. And what I think is cool about what you were saying is that um, people were really relating to it because I would think that at times – when you originally were talking about what you guys did, when I would think that at times people would feel like it would be forced fun, which is not what you're talking about. You're talking about fun that people are actually relating to. And I'm wondering how you were able to not make it forced fun as opposed to, for lack of a better term, fun fun. Yeah, so most people have that perception that fun, you know, in work is is that creepy team building stuff, right? Where, right. you know, <laughs> trust falls and hand, holding hands, singing kumbaya. Yeah, we, we don't do any of that. In fact, you know, we, we do the same thing, roll our eyes and head for the exits when we hear that. So what we do is we really treat fun as a process, just like everything else in your business is a process. You wouldn't try something once and expect a stellar business result. So we really start with finding a fair amount of detail out about someone's existing culture, what their goals are, what they're trying to accomplish. But then the very next step is that we don't tell you what fun is for you. You tell us. So, and every business, it's different. Every individual, it's different. So we do this exercise called the shared experience that we developed years ago. And it starts with what's fun for me. And then within your group, your department, your company, you find out what that shared experience is. And so you're all creating, you know, the success from the get-go. If you all agree that dance is something you all like, that's great because that may not be something that I would have suggested or, or, or said was, was fun. But within your environment, your workplace, that might be something that, you know, people really like or enjoy individual and individually, and then they like it together. So let's create some things around that model. And, for example, we have a company that uses dance, and, not everybody said, oh, I love to dance, but people were saying, you know what, though, I really like to watch, you know, a, a good dancer. Mm-hmm. I really like to, um, I'll hold a scorecard up or I'll bring, you know, cookies or something, right? So um, this one company uses a 3 o'clock dance stop every day at 3 o'clock. Some, mm-hmm. An employee gets to pick a different song, and uh, half the people get up and dance, you know, dance away, and other people just have fun spectating and taking a little break. So, um, you know, cool. No, I, I don't mean Organic. to interrupt. I think I think it's really cool, and it actually makes it more authentic, right, and mm-hmm. unique for each place. Yeah. And we want to keep this going, um, Nick, but we have to take our first break, okay? Sure, so, sure. Sure. Um, this is really good. We just started scratching the surface. We have a lot more to talk about, including more about your book and more about your business. Stay with us. Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and special guest Nick Pianolis. We'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. 
And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. We're into segment two, and our guest today is Nick Giannolis, and he is a consultant and author. And you can learn more about Nick at his website, morefunatwork.com. And he is also, I forgot to mention, the author of Playing It Forward. So, Nick, I was laughing when you were talking about that some organizations like dance, because that, to me, is my biggest nightmare. It's not like I don't like to dance, but whenever people say, you know, like, well, let's all get up and dance. They do this a lot. I hate to say it, a lot of women's organization things. Right. It just makes me cringe. And then I like that not everyone has to get up and dance because I know for some people that's like their worst nightmare. I can tell you back in, in, the, in New York as <laughs> consultant, it would be, what do you guys do for fun? Well, we want a trash talk. Yeah, that's at three o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah three o'clock trash talk. I love it. So it really is. It's unique to, you know, to an individual. It's unique to a group. So that's what they chose. It would not have been my choice, by the way, either, right? Like that kind of, you know, I, I like it if I've been out and, you know, had some drinks, whatever. But, you know, just to get right. up and dance, that, that to me is like intimidating. So it really is, is different for everybody. And, and we were respectful of that, even within departments. Within a, within a company, different departments may deem things as, as, you know, different and fun for their group. So we, we allow that to happen. And then the fun does really, it becomes organic. So it could be gardening. Gardening could be, um, you know, something that people enjoy and you can create some activities and fun things around, around that. But we don't tell people what to do and what is fun. We let, we let them, um, you know, create those things. And then most importantly, we, we then apply Kind of the laws of fun, if you will, to those to those activities. It has to be all inclusive, and it has to be non-threatening, so that you know we don't want to put anybody on the spot. We never do that. And if somebody wants to hide or just count or keep score, that may be a great role for them, but they don't have to participate, and they'll still have fun doing the activity. So we pride ourselves on getting this hundred percent participation, even if it's a dance competition. <laughs> <laughs> and I can see, you know, I, I love that you talked about that different departments do it different ways because IT is going to be way different than what the sales department exactly. does. Right. Exactly. I mean, if you ask the IT guys, because Charlie and I were in IT for, you know, our whole careers just about, I was in accounting and then IT, the accounting people would dance, but IT, they're not dancing. We'd say, we just want to laugh at the accounting people. <laughs> That's what we want to do. <laughs> and so I know that there's people out there, especially people that have been in corporate, Nick, and when they hear that it's kind of the, the fun activities are selected by the departments, I know they're thinking, oh, so what, our managers are going to determine or the CEO is going to determine what kind of fun we have? Like, how do you go about um, – do you get the whole department together to figure out what to do, what, how to create a fun activity, or how, how does that work? Yeah, so, so the first, um, you know, leadership has to buy in, or we won't even get involved, right? So if right. leadership is not going to be supportive, the, the, the chance of success is, is not very high, right? And yeah, zero, the leadership yeah. buy-in is, is essential. And <clears throat> from, from that point, we ask for, at least a 15% representation of the department or the group to take a brief survey and do this fun for me exercise. And from that, we can then start the process. So again, it's, it's very much a process. It's methodical. We treat fun pretty seriously and we just know how it, you know, how it works. Um, and when people participate, they buy in, you know, then your chances of success go up dramatically. I, I can't begin to say what's fun for, you know, Charlie and Eva and, you know, I like mountain biking. That's, you know, what I do in my spare time. It's my drug of choice, but, you know, not a lot of people like that sport. So it's just different for everybody and we, we, we try to be respectful of that. Well, the other thing that's good is it tells me, the employee, that my company kind of has my back here, right? They're, they're bringing mm -hmm. you guys in. For something good specific to me, right? And uh, right. I kind of like that, right? And so right. when you when you are getting buy-in from leadership, I'm assuming that 
you bring in some metrics around how when you brought in fun, results have gone up. Like, what are some of the metrics around that? Yeah, so the metrics are pretty impressive. There's all kinds of statistics out there. So kind of 44%, you know, increases in, in retention, 66% less sick days, um, 37% increase in sales. You know, so, so they're, oh. and these are by, these are not by us, by the way. These are Harvard Business Review, Forbes, McKinsey, um, Gallup. These are the leading, um, industries and, you know, research, um, uh, consultants in in the world, so you know they the measurement tools are in, and we couldn't be happier because this was intuitive for me. I felt like it was it just felt good, it was right, you know. Like, but I couldn't prove it ten years ago. We can mm-hmm. absolutely prove it prove it today. So when a leader sees that, it's very hard to ignore the business case. And what people used to consider soft skills are now impact skills. So the biggest gains in business and the biggest word in business today is culture. And if you can affect culture, you're, you know, in a positive way, your, your profitability and, uh, you know, goes, goes up dramatically. The companies that do this effectively outperform their uh, competitors by a 2x factor. So some people are now in a defensive mode. You know, we're getting calls from people saying, oh, my God, you know, my competitor has this, you know, cool culture they look like google or something and you know we don't have that and we can't hire anybody we're losing all the best and and brightest um to this other company so people are starting to recognize that there there's very definitely a business case for it and then it's really just a matter of successfully you know integrating it implementing it without being that you know creepy weird team building stuff yeah, you know, I was just thinking, I was having a, I was having a flashback moment, Charles. And, um, you know, when we were watching Mad Men, right? Mad Men, Mad Men <laughs> unwound by, you know, having smokes and cocktails, you know, and then they got right. down to the nitty gritty. And then I remember in the eighties, we always used to do these lunches, like always it was the university club. Oh, so and so's leaving university club. We, we start an intern, a college intern. Everybody's going to the university club, right? And then you're right. Then came team building. And I'll never forget the time that they let somebody drop in the fall, you know, the trust oh. fall. They just, they, they just let them drop. And it was the most horrible thing. And now I know that again, we're moving into a different arena. And now with millennials, they're working like crazy, especially if you look at something like a Google or a Microsoft or an Apple. I mean, they work them to death. If you don't incorporate fun and cash into that, I think that you're not going to get the best and the brightest. But then also, how do you keep that shift where it's fun, but also you're keeping productivity high? Like, how do you balance that? Mm. Yeah, so good question. So the things that we recommend for companies or anywhere five minutes to 30 minutes. That's kind of the sweet spot. And it can be once a month to start. So I can tell you with, mm. with certainty that employees are taking way more time than that on, you know, trying to seek out fun while they're at work. So, you know, our kind of our, our business argument there is we might as well do it collectively towards a positive goal, right? So if, right. if employees are going to take time, everybody needs a break. Nobody can work for eight hours straight. It just doesn't, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, we're not wired that way as human beings. Unfortunately, we've been programmed to think that we should, like you were saying earlier, that that was almost like a badge of courage, you know, that you mm-hmm. worked 13 hours a day. Well, you're not being effective. And I, it, to me, it's a red flag. If somebody's working that much, they they haven't been trained properly or they got problems at home or something, something's not right. So you give people these, these breaks, very necessary breaks. And they're really, there's no loss in productivity. In fact, the productivity goes up. Um, there's even a, a study I saw, you know, just as recently as today where, um, Texas school system is implementing, they tripled recess for kids. They do four 15 minute breaks now and, and productivity and grades and everything has gone up dramatically. So, we don't really change that much as human beings from kids to to adults where play is concerned. It's just that we're programmed to think that we can't have fun anymore. So it's, it's really just bringing something back that is natural, it's intuitive, it's mm-hmm. instinctual, and it's, it's as natural as oxygen. So play is, um, 
you know, very essential to creativity, to communication, to, you know, a lot of the things that we're trying to accomplish in this environment. It makes such a difference. And yet sometimes you'll talk to people that have been around, you know, like Charlie and I have been around for so long and they'll just be like, no, you know, if you bring play into the workplace, you're not going to get any productivity. If everybody's not in a suit and even, and even here sometimes it's still like a suit for a woman still needs a skirt and heels, um, which is crazy. It just, it it just, um, they feel like you're not getting the work done, but yet, you know, as you've seen and as we've seen, when you bring in some play and you bring in some fun, it really makes such a difference. I remember even, and this will be aging me quite a bit here, but I remember when one of the guys that worked for me went to Transamerica corporate headquarters in San Francisco in the big pyramid, and he was calling and he said, do you know they have Snapple in the refrigerator and you can order any Snapple flavor that you want and they'll stock it. And I'm like, you have to come home. But even, you know, with something that simple, that was such a big deal for, you know, for people because wow, the company cares about it. Yeah. I guess it took us a long time to get Mm. it, you know, and like guys like Nick and the gang um, have kind of helped us with, nudging and because this is what they do right make more of an awareness right right especially with the metrics that they accumulate well and then sometimes you know i hate to say it but there's some people out there that like fun is not really their first line right i mean they're not it was like in in good morning vietnam when he said he was going to start with a few amusing anecdotes yes yeah, right. right i mean it's not <laughs> like it's something that comes naturally for them so sometimes right. you do need a consultant to come in to say, here, let let me help you. Yeah, just relax. <laughs> let me help you. Yeah. And so, it, I'm sorry, go ahead, Nick. Oh no, so yeah, and it, it is it is great to see you know the people that are not naturally inclined, and sometimes the people with the biggest reservation, you know, like they look almost afraid, really come through, like really come through and enjoy you know themselves the most and. And that's what's so rewarding about about yeah. what we do. Yeah, it might be uh, uh, initially because of fear, because it's so foreign, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and you just feel uncomfortable, right? Like maybe right. something happened. You know, you tried to be funny once, and I mean, you, you still know, have the same job, stuff. you still have the same responsibility. Right. You know, you still have to deliver. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, Nick, we're going to go ahead and take our second break. Sure. And then we come back. We're going to. Keep talking about fun and yeah. how to incorporate it Excellent. into the workplace. So stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest, Nick Giannolis, will be right back. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more Corporate Talk on Talk Zone. Welcome back, everyone. Um, we took a fun break. I noticed you were dancing, <laughs> and I would say maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so segment three, this is a really cool um, show and we are speaking with our very special guest Nick Giannolis and he is one of the founders of the Fund Department, a consulting and training company getting national acclaim and uh, you know they conduct workshops and other things within your company to try to you know lighten up the workplace and it, it definitely um, adds to a better workplace, um, for sure. And, you know, I, I wanted to go into your book, Nick, playing it forward. But some of the things, though, in the first two segments that I just want to bring up is, you know, we in the past have had many guests talking about stress in the workplace and mm-hmm. health in the workplace. In fact, last week we had a really cool guest and her thing was, you need a health plan at your company. And it's the same, this is the same exact thing. And this is why I believe you say it's not an event. I mean, your company needs a, needs a plan for this, I would think, right? And, uh, uh, because with the metrics that you guys have shown and the turnover and the days missed, it's on the leaders if they don't, I don't want to say play this forward, the pun on the book, but if they don't <laughs> take this forward, right, it's on them now. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. The, the workplace has definitely changed and, and we call it, you know, kind of a movement. It's, um, it's healthcare professionals. It's, you know, people like ourselves and others that are, are seeing the, the workplace change kind of before our eyes. Part of it is being driven by the millennials as we talked about earlier. But the other part is that, as you mentioned, 
stress and, and just everybody's uh, challenged with, with time and juggling multiple responsibilities. And through all the layoffs in the last decade, most people are doing more work for less money. And mm-hmm. so there is a lot of stress in the workplace and a little comic relief, you know, goes a long way. And people are now recognizing that if they're going to be spending so much time at work and, you know, it's not like we're asked to work any less these days, that, you know, you might as well work in an environment that's fun. And when people start to see, geez, there's companies out there that that are doing this, now um, it keeps rising in popularity, the the choice when, when someone's making a choice about where to go to work. Culture keeps, you know, edging up the ladder. Pay is still number one, but given all other things are equal, people will, will opt in for culture. You know what? There's a there's another intangible benefit here, and that is the other employees that you'll be working with um, may not be as nasty. <laughs> True. Right? Absolutely. They, you know, yeah. um, because it, sometimes I, it's just your background. I, I mean, <laughs> it's, it was, you know, I could just see it, you know. Right. But it would be huge to be able to know that the company has your back like that, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, and, one and of the so, things, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to say to that point, Charlie, that companies like Zappos and Southwest and certainly our company and, you know, and others, that when they hire for the culture, they're only hiring people that are positive. They're half cup full kind of people that they have go. a sense of humor. So most people think that those big companies all became very successful because they had financial success. It was quite the opposite. They built their companies around culture and they said, we're only going to have good people to work with. You know, I don't like, you know, mean people like I don't need that. You know, I, I only hang around with people I like and enjoy, and that's true at work, and it's true, you know, in every aspect of my life. And these companies that are so successful, that's what they do. If someone does not have a sense of humor and they, you know, they can't see their way to having fun, they just can't work there. No, I I agree. And by the way, everyone, more fun at work, morefunatwork.com. This is where you got to go. We need to share this up. My guess is... This should be on every desk in HR. It should almost be in the onboarding procedures for all new FTE to show them, you know. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I was thinking, Nick, is um, there would be a market, as I see this, for people outside their companies. In other words, to your point, companies are looking for people with positive attitudes and how do they get it, you know? So if mm-hmm. if I'm working for um, the all-time worst company.com, right? And there's no no sense of fun and I'm there and I need to move on. I mean, I would probably benefit from your training, you know, as an individual, I would think, not just going through a company. I mean, I would love to know um, a, a workshop schedule or an speaking schedule i think that's a that's a big market i would think outside of the coast you know it it really is we have um we have certified trainers that we're we're starting to um you know involve all over all over the country um and so individuals who are already in related fields like health and wellness or they might be executive coaching or management consultants hr professionals um are gravitating towards this because they see that it really is something that can make a difference. It's fun, of course, and um, and it's a differentiator. It's something different. It's new. It's timely. So there's there's a lot, um, you know. This this movement just continues to to grow and expand, and we're getting some really interesting inquiries. I mean, from you know, from individuals, from companies. Like we have one that because I hear this a lot. Oh, geez, we're engineering accountants. You know, we can't have fun. This is a one of the top-rated hospitals in the country, always consistently number one or number two, their palliative care division has come to us. They sent a couple of uh, doctors who had their palliative care division who say, we want our employees, the families, and the caregivers 
to have fun every day going through this process. I, I think that's so, perfect. I think that is needed right? more in those places, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so imagine that one of the hardest places to to exist, right, or think about fun is you know in the in the you know the, the death process. But right, you know, it, I, I, it literally can can reside anywhere. So and and you know, believe me, uh, the mission of our show is to make a difference, and you guys with what you're doing truly are making a difference. Um, and I love the culture shift because you were talking about soft skills has now become impact skills. Can can we just talk about that a little bit? Because um, I think soft skills has been the most ignored skill. Sure. Um, and so what do you mean by impact skills? So things like emotional intelligence, it's another you know kind of buzzword you're hearing a lot in the workplace. So um, recognizing that when employees are going through difficult times, so say in a, a divorce, for example, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you, you, the typical response used to be, you know, suck it up, move on, get your work yeah. done. Um, the, the simple facts and statistics bear out that that poor individual is going to be in a really difficult place for at least a year and not very productive and, you know, not really contributing that much in, you know, to the workplace. So why not recognize that that individual could use some help? And people like Blue Cross Blue Shield have, you know, risen to the occasion where they are now, um, you know, offering to pay benefits on things like, uh, you know, helping people go through a divorce process or a grieving process or, you know, something that is just paying attention that, that employees have needs, human needs that, you know, are not just, um, you know, centered around, you know, working, uh, you know, eight, ten hours a day. So... Uh, there's even uh, discussions going on, early discussions with ourselves and some big insurance companies around it may get to the point where an employee would be able to opt in for fun at a company. So they'll say, you know what, I'll opt in. I'll contribute $5 a month to have fun and the company match, you know, match me because I want to have fun while I'm at work. So the companies, again, these are the, the more progressive companies are recognizing that, you know, emotional intelligence, health, wellness, Fun all contribute to um, you know the bottom line and, and better business results. No, it, it is serious business. I get it. I get it one hundred percent. I think again, what you guys are doing needs to be done. So, um, tell us about uh, playing it forward. I mean, uh, I love the pun on the, the play on the words because it is paying it forward. Mm-hmm. So, tell us how the book came about and uh, what we can expect from. Can we get that book at? From morefunatwork.com? You sure can, yeah. So morefunatwork.com. And if, if someone calls in and, or I'm sorry, go to the website and hit the contact and mention Charlie and Eva, the first mm. five will just send you a copy for free. So, um, nice. you guys are, you know, great supporters. And so mention Charlie and Eva. And, um, so the book is about available there. It's available on Amazon and, uh, it's starting to become uh, it is required reading at a couple of uh, universities now in their business and leadership programs and, you know, starting to get a lot of uh, traction with the book. But it literally is our playbook. We, you know, our attempt was not to hold back anything with our, our book. We share our model, our science, the things that we've learned over the last decade, this process of fun and how to do it effectively in the workplace. So it, it's structured just like our workshop would be. Um, you know, in, in modules, it's the voice of myself and Nat Neasley. So Nat is um, the the younger, taller, more handsome version, um, smarter than myself. I always try to hire people who are way smarter than I am. Pretty easy to do. So they, Nat is the co-author and an awesome guy. And we it's it, it's in our voices. So I tend to be a little bit of the visionary. Nat's the practitioner. He personally has delivered more fun than anyone in the world. So it's, um, you know, it's theory where theory meets practice and, and results. And we give a lot of, you know, case studies in the book, little quick tests that people can do. So a very, you know, hands-on tool and a very enjoyable read, of course. And what I like is it's also very transparent because you guys are not holding anything back, which right. kind of supports that culture, you right. know, which yeah. is uh, really cool. And it is, I, uh, you know, when you speak to HRs uh, of the world, I think the first thing they would 
say is, well, we do team building and that's not what this is. Mm-hmm. Right. And I get it. My right? team building can be very toxic, you know, yeah. um, and yeah. this is very authentic. Right. Right. You right. Know, which is uh, really good. Much, much different. And one of the things that we struggle with, quite honestly, because most people say fund department is it has to be that team building stuff. So we're, um, yeah, we're, we we used to call ourselves the anti-team building company, but we're not bitter anymore. We're just doing our thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so you guys are traveling around the country, or you're not really um, in the an East Coast um, company, right? Correct. So so where we used to be kind of defined by geography and a hundred mile radius to deliver fun. Now that we teach companies. Um, through workshops and, and keynotes, um, we travel everywhere. And um, so, you know, thankfully I get to go to Florida next week and then Cancun and some cool, you know, uh, places to go in the in the winter. Um, and then we're certifying these trainers throughout the country to uh, to deliver our message because Nat and myself, my partner Nat, and we have another partner, Dave Raymond, who I, I failed to mention and I, I, uh, I, I shouldn't because – he was instrumental. So Dave Raymond, the original Philly fanatic, um, one of the most fun people in the world that I know, he helped develop this model along with us early on. And if anybody knew how to have fun and entertain a crowd quickly, it's David. So um, the three of us, you know, travel. We do, you know, keynotes and workshops and then these other trainers that we're bringing on throughout the country so that we can have a, a resident, you know, expert in Chicago, a resident in, you know, New York and, you know, the major the major cities. I love it, and that that equates to uh, making a difference in the world eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, this exactly. is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take our final break, but we're coming back um, uh, with more about you, your company, and your book, Playing It Forward, the definitive how-to model for creating a winning workplace culture. Morefunatwork.com. We'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Well, we're in our final segment, Charles. This is a fun hour as usual, right? Yes. And um, our guest today is Nick Giannolis. He's one of the co-founders of the Fun Department, a consulting and training company. And you can learn more about their company and what they do at morefunatwork.com. He is also the author of Playing It Forward, the definitive how-to model for creating a winning workplace culture. So, Nick, um, we were talking a little bit about millennials before. What do millennials look for in the workplace? How is it different? Yeah, so it, it really is uh, different than, you know, we've seen certainly in my career in, in, in uh, you know, the generational gaps. Um, but they, you know, number one, they're wicked smart, fast, mm-hmm. um, and willing to work hard. They just don't really like to work under, you know, a traditional hierarchical setting. It's more collaborative. They like rewards. They like to be recognized for the work that they do. So there's a lot of recognition that's, that's required. Um, there's a great book out called The Trophy Kids, and that's about millennials. They, they grew up, you know, in that, you know, sports and everything else at school, you know, being re- recognized is really important. So, um, they like flexibility and they like fun. So it's, it's a different, uh, culture. We have quite a few in our, our company and we provide that atmosphere, that, you know, flexibility, um, you know, the, the hours, they, they tend to work quite a few hours, but not traditional hours. And they won't, won't, really settle for a cube farm kind of environment. They just don't, you know, it just doesn't set. Yeah, it's a really high bar, you know, high energy, high bar. Yes. Yeah. And, and 
I've noticed just in our own office, and we have a, a cool space, as we should be in the fun department, but, you know, <laughs> they'll, like, get up in the middle of a, a meeting. We may have gone, you know, 45 minutes and suggest a round of ping pong. And great, let's take a break. It's, you know, time for ping pong. Get right back to it. And I, I'm I'm energized by that generation. I think that they, yeah. um, they're on to something that some of us have missed in the past, but they're they're really, you know, kind of not settling for that uh, traditional mantra of, you know, just work hard and we'll take care of you at the end. They, they're not. They're, they don't believe it. They didn't see that happening with their parents who got laid off after working 30 years for, you know, the same company and, you know, been through some tough times. So they're, they're coming at it from a very different place. You know, I love it because they're so much more autonomous and more entrepreneurial. So yeah. they're, you know, they're coming into it, and it just like you said, I mean, they're not seeing that you're going to work for an organization for 30 years and then retire with your gold watch. I mean, it just doesn't happen anymore. And um, they're making their own rules, and they're making their own organizations. And so do you see any downside to it? Um, I, I, ha- I don't, you know, quite honestly, and, and because we are, you know, the kind of company we are, it, it fits really well. You know, if I were mm-hmm. making the scientific and measurement equipment, I don't know, maybe it'd be more of a challenge, but I, I feel like, um, they bring a lot to the table and mm-hmm. recognize instead of, you know, kind of, uh, crying in our beer about, well, they're only going to work for us for a couple of years and move on. They have no royalty, you know, create a workplace that's engaging and inspiring and, um, rewarding and they'll stay. We, we have yeah. employees that work for us that are really bright, had offers considerably more money. Um, you know, we're not a big company, so our benefit package is still, you know, not as robust as a big company would be. But they choose. They choose us. They choose culture. And I, I find that refreshing. So you're right. It's more, it's more entrepreneurial-like, for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, when I created the company, I, you know, that was my vision was to have a company where people could could really, number one, play to their strengths. I love when people are, you know, doing what they do best and they'll just do a much better job at that. And um, and then give them, you know, the opportunity to advance themselves, um, you know, find out what they want, you know, five years down the road, a couple of years down the road, and, and, and let them go for it. So You know, I love it, Nick, because um, your mission is terrific because what you're doing is you're creating – a culture within your own organization as well as in other organizations where people actually look forward to going to work. I remember when I was young and I would just, I couldn't wait at times for the weekend to be over because I wanted to get to work that badly. I really did because we had a lot of fun together and it makes such a huge difference. When you are ready to like jump out of bed on a Monday and get back on it, that's huge, and you're right. Maybe your compensation package or your bonus package aren't, aren't as robust as some of the other organizations, but quality of life is way up there, and they appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, sure. I think it's, you know, I think it's terrific. And what it also does is it just unleashes everybody's creativity. When everybody's relaxed and everybody's happy, problem solving creativity just goes through the roof. And wow, I mean the organization can just really flourish and benefit from it. So I think your mission is terrific. Thank you. And that that's the biggest benefit and the intangible that we see, Eva, is that creativity. You know, people get really energized and motivated, and, and they come up with the most amazing things. I, you know, I, I have, you know, a couple people that are, you know, not much experience, you know, pretty fresh out of school, and, and that they're they're just coming up with some, you know, crazy great ideas, mm-hmm. and because yep. they're, because they're allowed to, you know, it, it's encouraged and and it's it's really fascinating. And then our trainers who are really best in class, um, and and we just say, you know, we want great individuals, great human beings, you know, people that are, you know, you don't have to be, you know, Mister or Missus Funny Man, you know, or person, you know, right. it's not so much about that. Just be a good human being, do the right things, be, you know, have good people skills. And, um, and you're, you're on our team. You know, we, that's the mm-hmm. formula that we go for. And the interaction amongst these trainers who are from all over the country who have become friends and they share all kinds of things together, you know, personal business. It's really very, um, 
very rewarding to see that. That wasn't uh, something that we necessarily anticipated happening. Yeah, we didn't talk much about that, but I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not just you guys don't get spread too thin. Plus, you get to walk the talk with more people, right? Right. Which is really cool. And learn. Right. And learn from. You know, they again they bring ideas to the table that we just hadn't even you know dreamt about. So, really, really, really great. It's exciting. No, it's terrific because especially because um, work and personal life. There's no longer that difference between it. You know, like in the early days of corporate, when we were in corporate, you know, you would go to work and like you had said earlier about someone that was getting a divorce, you know, suck it up and just keep going. You know, we always had that. There was that real line between what you did at work and what you did um, in your personal life. And now, you know, with people working from home part of the time and then they come into the office, those those lines aren't so clear anymore. And so it's so important to be able to incorporate all of that because it's not separate anymore. You have your family's involved, you're involved, your coworkers are involved. I mean, everybody's kind of working together and it just creates this. It creates this amazing life, you know, where uh, you're really enjoying yourself. And me, and you exactly. can still work hard, and you can still work hard, right? Well, you work. I, work. I think you work harder. harder. I don't think you necessarily work harder. I, I hate to use that old term, but you do kind of work smarter because it's flowing. Mm. It's not doesn't even feel like work anymore. It just feels like flow. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So once again, it's the fun department, and. Um, the website is morefunatwork.com, mm-hmm. and there's an incredible book there to get you guys started, But um, and it's playing it forward, the definitive how-to model for creating a winning workplace culture. Imagine the workplace then, right? Can you imagine? Every something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'm, you know, anybody that knows anybody, especially in companies with HR, needs to share this stuff with them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll see if we could... Pay it forward while you guys play it forward. How's that? <laughs> That's great. And and Charlie, I mentioned again that uh, you just mentioned Charlie and Eva. Um, we'll we'll do the first ten people who who, uh, who write in because we we just feel like this is something worth sharing. And uh, so the first ten people, um, your supporters of Charlie and Eva, supporters of playing it forward, and so we'll uh, free copies of the book for the first ten people. Excellent. That's great. Thank uh, yeah. you so much. Yeah, this has been great. We don't know what to say. I, I give you guys a lot of uh, respect for what you're doing. I think it's really huge and really needed. So great job. Thank you so much. Thank you. And it was, uh, like, again, obvious right away that you guys get it, and I will look forward to uh, to seeing you again personally soon. So, Excellent. Yeah, we on. will absolutely stay in touch and love to have you back. So That's great. Good. That's great. Um, say hi to uh, yeah. Nat. And enjoy the rest of the day, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks. Thank uh, you so much, Nick. You guys. Take care. Same to you. Yep. Morefunatwork.com. Yeah. It's a must. We need to share this with uh, everyone we know. Um, these guys really have it. They have great backgrounds, and they will eliminate the toxicity at work. No, it's terrific. And, again, the name of the book is Playing It Forward. And if you reach out to them and mention Charlie and Eva – you will get a free copy for the first 10 people. So great show. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, E. We know some great people out there. Yes, we do. And have a great week, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Bye, guys.